In this episode, Alex Cameron returns to the show. Alex is my honorary US correspondent, providing us with insights and ideas from marketing and social media across the pond. Just back from attending the massive Social Media Marketing World Conference in San Diego, Alex shares with us the three key themes from the many keynotes and workshops. Welcome to episode 165 of the Marketing and Finance Podcast. This is the podcast for ideas and inspiration on marketing your business and growing your business and for discussing topics on all things finance. I'm Roger Edwards, a marketing guy and keynote speaker from Edinburgh, helping you keep your marketing strategy simple and the BS at bay. Hey folks, and welcome to the Marketing and Finance Podcast. Thank you as always for downloading or streaming the show, I really do appreciate you taking the time to plug me and my guests into your earphones. This week, we are going across to the United States of America. We are going across to San Diego. Alex Cameron is going to tell us about the key takeaways from probably the biggest marketing conference in the world, Social Media Marketing World, which took place at the beginning of March in California. We chat about how the recent changes to Twitter, which forbids duplicate content, will affect your marketing, feedback on the Social Media Marketing World Conference overall, facing the big blue elephant in the room, Facebook, are chatbots the future of customer conversations, or do people still prefer real humans, and how and when to use influencers in your marketing. So let's get straight into that interview with Alex right here on the Marketing and Finance Podcast. Alex Cameron, welcome back to the Marketing and Finance Podcast. Happy to be here as always, Roger. Thanks again for having me. And of course, this is your third appearance on the Marketing and Finance Podcast. You have become our honorary San Diego correspondent from Social Media Marketing World, perhaps the biggest social media and marketing conference that's held in the world today. And this is your third time coming to tell us all the great things and all the important things that we should be taking away from that conference. So thanks for being back. Yeah. And you know what? I added that title to my resume may last year when you officially introduced me as your correspondent. So I added it to the LinkedIn, LinkedIn resume right away. So Alex, we're obviously going to talk about what the subjects were discussed at Social Media Marketing World, some of the trends that we should be looking at as marketers, maybe looking at some of the things that are happening to Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and all the other social media platforms. But before we get into that, maybe tell the listeners of the Marketing Finance Podcast just a little bit about you to remind them and also what have you been up to for the last 12 months i can't believe that 12 months has gone by to be honest i know and actually it's been less than 12 months because the conference itself was earlier this year so it just uh was interesting that it happened to fall a little bit earlier on the calendar. But then I get to come and talk to you guys, which I'm always excited to do. Um, A little bit about myself. I'm a marketing strategist and business success coach. I have two businesses. One is an online marketing agency, which is Signature Social Marketing Consulting. And then um, a bit of a surprise, early or later last year, earlier this year, I launched a second business called Convert More Leads Coaching. And my mission in that business is to help small business owners generate as many leads as they can possibly handle, and more importantly, convert those leads into long-paying 
loyal clients. And then on top of that, um, I also recently published two different books around my coaching and business strategies. So I've definitely been busy to say the least during the last past 12 months. Wow, that's packing a lot in, Alex. That's packing a <laughs> lot in. How's the sales of the books going? The sale, well, I just published uh, the first book uh, on uh, CreateSpace this past month. So the sales have not started rolling in yet, but I'm excited to be able to put my name out there in terms of the author space and get the word out. I'm excited. And before we get into talking about social media marketing world, what are the things that you're noticing as a marketing consultant in general that people are coming to talk to you about? What are the topics and what are the areas that they want you to help them with? My clients are uh, really focused on organic reach still, which is interesting because a lot of what we're going to talk about today um, is in regards to the decline of organic reach. Mm. So organic content is becoming more and more of a struggle in terms of getting reach and getting those eyes on content. And my clients are coming to me and saying, you know, if this is the reality that we're dealing with, how do we acclimate as small business owners? We don't have the same budgets and resources as the larger brands do. So how do we deal with the changing climate of social media marketing? How do we stay relevant? How do we stay on top of the newsfeed? Those are the most important questions that I'm being asked this year, especially because of all the recent changes that Facebook and the other platforms have announced. Do you think that... And of course, the things that are changing with Facebook and, 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 and since social media marketing world, we've heard that Twitter are going to be making changes to their um, rules and regulations as well. There definitely seems to be an emphasis, to my mind, on preventing marketers from spamming their um, followers on social media. Now, that's possibly a little bit harsh, but in reality, that's that that's what it appears to me that's happening. So just in the last few days, it's been announced that Twitter is going to say, you can't post exactly the same tweet more than once. Now, of course, a lot of us, marketing people and, and uh, business people, often use scheduling software to recycle tweets so that they get retweeted every so often to keep people coming back to their content. Now, if Twitter stop you doing that, you're going to have to change the whole way that you work. Now, on, on one hand, you can say, well, actually, that's not a bad thing, is it? Because it's preventing people from just broadcasting stuff. And social media is supposed to be a two-way conversation, so that's got to be a good thing. But also, it's going to make it harder for marketers to keep getting the same word out there. So do you think that is a, re a reaction to marketers maybe just taking social media for granted or just taking that broadcasting a little bit too far? I have two words in response to all of these changes that Facebook and Twitter and the other platforms have recently announced. This is going to shock and maybe piss off a lot of marketers, but <laughs> thank you. Those are my two words, not the two words that you were expecting. No, thank you. Think about uh, Facebook and Twitter and all these other platforms. This is what I tell my clients. They are a business just like we are. Uh, they have clients and customers that they need to care uh, take care of. So in response to Facebook algorithm change and Twitter updates, yes, it can be extremely frustrating for marketers and business owners in terms of time and energy. However, for the user, which a lot of us are users on these platforms, this is what a company should be doing. They are learning and understanding and observing that people are not happy with their platforms. This is the response that we want to 
to see. This is what a business should be doing in order to keep their clients happy. So yes, I understand as a marketer, this is extremely frustrating, but at the same time as a user, I'm like, thank you. Like finally, especially with Twitter. I mean, Twitter is, um, gets a lot of crap because there's so many, there's so much spam that's not regulated and not monitored. There's a lot of fake news on all these other platforms. So I think it's a, it's a, unfortunately a, uh, an evil necessity of these uh, platforms to have to make changes like this. I, I think I have to agree with you because effectively, and I think it's Gary Vaynerchuk that says, marketers always ruin everything. Here we had all these social media platforms which were encouraging people to have a two-way conversation and along come the marketers and just start broadcasting stuff and repeatedly broadcasting stuff and and I guess the social media platforms have said enough and let's get back to having a two-way conversation and I think us marketers are going to have to regulate our behavior and do exactly that start engaging with people again absolutely and you know um, I'm going to bring up another quote that was brought up at social media marketing world it's a quote from Mari Smith and she said this back in 2009. And it's crazy how relevant it still is today. She said back in 2009, that when marketers move in, the users move out. (laughs) And this is this is the writing on the wall. This is why we're seeing all these changes now from Facebook and the other platforms is because, again, when the marketers come in, they tend to screw it up. And then the users get annoyed and they move on to the next platform. That's interesting, isn't it? And that is such a good quote, such a good quote to think that that was almost 10 years ago that she said that and it's absolutely come true so let's think about social media marketing world how big was it this year and it was big last year thousands of people still big oh yeah there were close to six thousand people wow at this year's conference live attendees from all over the world is always a social media marketing world team definitely took it to the next level this year. It was just the same energy, great people, great speakers, uh, great experiences. Uh, We could just see that the attendees were a lot, uh, even more happy than uh, in years past in regards to their experience. But they've made changes to the format this year, haven't they? Yeah, they added uh, speaker, expert speaker panels. So what they did was they announced this at the conference. On Thursday and Friday, they live streamed the conference during these expert panels where they brought on speakers from the conference, Facebook, messenger representatives, social media celebrities were present at the conference. That was something that was new this year. The networking plaza was twice as large because they moved it into the newest edition of the convention center, which is called their sales pavilion. So the networking plaza was twice as large. The There were twice as many sponsors. I mean, you could definitely physically see the growth that this conference has experienced just in less than 12 months. Is it a bit overwhelming, for example, going into that networking plaza? Do you plan ahead and say, right, I want to meet Alex Cameron at 10.30 a.m. on day two? Or do you just sort of turn up and wander around and bump into people and and just go up to people you don't know and start conversations? It depends on your personality with that Mm. one. There's a lot of extroverts that come to this conference, but there's also a lot of introverts. That's one of the uh, distinguishing qualities that I've always appreciated about this conference is that their team goes out of their way, goes above and beyond to take care of both extroverts and introverts. They have a, a workshop on Wednesday 
before the conference specifically for introverts on how to network in, you know, a conference that has 5,000 people. Mm-hmm. On top of that, every year they have a networking team which continues to grow and their sole purpose is to help people connect with the people that they want to connect to at the conference. They have a little cute little cabana in the networking plaza every year and people can just walk up to a networking team member and say, Hey, you know what? I want to connect with a social media agency here in San Diego. And then, uh, they can pull up one of the apps that they use that has a list of all the attendees and say, okay, here's this person, reach out to them, send them a message. Uh, that's something that's always a priority for this conference every year because people come to network in addition to learn. Yeah. I can imagine. I mean, even if you go to a conference with a couple of hundred people, it can be a bit overwhelming. You know, in the coffee break, you're there, everybody's milling around. If you don't know anybody, it, it can be a bit um, scary. But 5,000, 6,000 people, you know, that really genuinely could be a scary experience for some people. So I think it's a really good thing that the organisers of the conference are doing to help effectively get people in there and, and get them mingling and get them networking without that fear factor. So Alex, Talk me through some of the main takeaways from Social Media Marketing World 2018. First, we have to address the uh, big blue elephant in the room. And that big blue elephant is, of course, Facebook. Mm. The, the largest topic of conversation that was addressed at the conference goes back to January 11th, 2018, which for many marketers will be a day that will go down in history for a lot of social media Uh, speakers and marketers and business owners, uh, that was the focus of this year's conference because it has such a huge impact on uh, marketing for both marketers, brands, small businesses, and it's affecting everybody. So it had to be addressed at this conference. Mm. I mean, if it wasn't, it just, it it wouldn't make sense not to bring it up. And to, uh, and I think we have to go back to then what happened on January 11th. What's this big, you know, announcement that Facebook made? What's the big deal? Um, and we can kind of break this down into different topics here, but what it comes down to is Facebook has noticed for a while now that, their users have not been happy with the content that they've been seeing on Facebook. They've been um, oversaturated with business ads, business content that's not relevant or not valuable to them. Um, You know, there have been studies out there that say people who spend so much time on Facebook are, you know, getting depressed or getting disconnected from people. And Facebook chose to take a stand and respond and a big way. And so on January 11th, they a released a, um, they released a big announcement to their newsfeed that they were going to start changing the algorithm, changing the newsfeed so that it was prioritizing relevant, meaningful interactions. And that's when the marketing world stopped and said, what the heck does this mean? What does this mean for our, uh, metrics? What does this mean for, our users, what does this mean for engagement? It just opened up a lot of questions that were addressed during the keynote at the conference. And what was the conclusion? I, I assume it was Mike Stelzner, the organizer of Social Media Marketing World, who did the keynote again. What was his conclusion? What did he say that we as marketers have to do to respond to this? Uh, I'm going to use a direct quote from him. He said, If you're willing to connect with smaller, more relevant audiences, you can survive and thrive in this changing world. 
The reason being that with this change, because there are emphasizing meaningful or content that encourages meaningful interactions, one of the uh, things that they clearly outlined was that they are going to uh, stop showing as much business content in the news feed. So they're going to, they explicitly said, you know, we're coming out and saying we are going to be showing less content from pages, from public, uh, public pages. And that's what made a lot of people upset. That's what made a lot of marketers upset because they're like, okay, what the heck am I going to do then if we're, they're not going to show any business content and they're only going to show meaningful interactions. What does that actually mean? What type of content is going to drive those meaningful interactions? So Mike talked about several things. He talked about live video, uh, live video gets six times the engagement than any other type of content. Um, another thing that Facebook brought up was they said that, you know what, we're going to prioritize longer form comments over short form comments, meaning that they don't want to see content where people are just tagging friends in the comments. They want to see conversations and discussions happening in those comment threads, uh, which then brought up, Mike talked about uh, releasing episodic content very similar to television shows. Mm. Uh, the social media examiner team launched their own episodic TV show called the journey where Mike Stelzner, uh, really took his audience behind the scenes and was very authentic with his audience and said, Hey, you know what? We have this big conference coming up and these are the challenges that we experience with launching a 5,000 person conference. And this is how we mess up and this is how we make things better. And it was going behind the scenes into, uh, what it takes to plan a conference like this and really diving into the human aspect of this team. I mean, Mike came out the very first episode of the first couple episodes and said, Hey, the reason why this is not working is because of me and I need to do a better job. So that's, that's very scary and that requires people to be vulnerable, but that's, what's going to stimulate conversations because people want to interact with other human beings. They don't want to interact with people who are being superficial or fake or inauthentic. They're really craving that authentic conversation and live video and episodic content is a great way of doing that. Yeah, it goes back to what we said just before, doesn't it, about putting the social back into social media. You know, you're going to have to start having deeper conversations with people. And what I'm presuming there is that your video might be the start of the conversation, but what Facebook are expecting to see is below that video is substantial conversations happening and not just like the video, Mike. You're actually going to want somebody to post almost like a breakdown of what they thought of that video and then somebody else will respond and give their view so that it becomes a genuine, proper, engaged conversation as opposed to just a lot of people saying, yeah, great stuff. Exactly. It has to generate conversation. It has to, because again, Facebook wants to make sure that their users are happy. So if they're engaged in conversation, ideally that's going to be deemed valuable to them. And what we're going to start seeing less of is those uh, those types of content that just have external links. So for example, if uh, I post a link to my blog, that's not going to work anymore because that's not going to stimulate conversation. It has to go back to, is my content going to provide meaningful interactions to my audience? And if it isn't, then it's not going to work anymore. Uh, that's one of the things that I really respected about Facebook is that they weren't mysterious about this big update. They were very clear they were very detailed about exactly what their plans were. And even as a marketer, you can't argue that that at least was uh, the respectful thing to do. That was the very authentic 
transparent, professional way to go about this was to be very clear about what they meant. And they were very, very clear in their announcement about what's no longer working, what's going to work, what's going to show up in the news feed. So really, how can you complain if Facebook is giving you the answers to uh, to the, you know, the challenges that may come up from this? Agreed. Agreed. So moving on from Facebook, what was your next big takeaway from the conference, Alex? Uh, another aspect that was discussed a lot was chat bots, Ooh. the world of robots, the conversation between, you know, humans and robots. What does that look like in the world of social media marketing? Naturally, what came from that conversation was the discussion of chatbots on mm-hmm. Facebook Messenger. We're already starting to see businesses use chatbots in order to automate some of their conversations that they have with their customers. And from a user perspective, what we're starting to see is that people are really split about using bots in their marketing. Some people think that bots are horrible and they don't replace the human touch and they're not that smart anyways. And then you have some other users and marketers who are like, chatbot Chatbots are amazing. They help to automate a lot of, uh, you know, the same conversations that we're having over and over. Some of our customers, we can automate those conversations, still bring in that human touch. The marketing world is very split, though, over whether or not chatbots are the future, so to speak, of, you know, e-commerce or uh, conversations like that that can be automated on social media. I do wonder about this one, Alex, because... It reminds me a little bit of probably 10 to 15 years ago, it might even be longer than that, when a lot of companies outsource their telephony to places like India and the Philippines, and they obviously created all these gigantic call centers in these countries where they could get relatively cheap labor. And whilst it saved these companies a lot of money in terms of customer service costs, the actual customer service took a nosedive because these these people in these countries were working mainly off scripts. They were English wasn't their first language. They were getting um, tripped up and they got taken off the script and, and, and all sorts of horrible things happened. Cu- customers got really upset about it and it all, ca- all almost like came full circle. And certainly in the United Kingdom, a lot of companies started bringing their call center operations back into the UK, almost saying this was a failed experiment and and poor customer service. I just wonder whether the same sort of thing is happening. And often as marketers, we can get excited about things like chatbox and the latest app, but we aren't the customer. And often the customer doesn't think like a marketer. And sometimes people might think, I don't want to talk to a chatbot. I want to talk to a real person or at least the appearance of a real person. Now, I appreciate that a chatbot can simulate a human, but it's still effectively running from a script in the background. So do you think that there will be a bit of a backlash against that? Oh, absolutely. There there already is. And it's interesting what you were talking about, you know, from 10 years ago, because I feel like we're in the same place. It's just a different type of technology now. Uh, we're not putting it in terms of telephone. We're now bringing it onto the online space and incorporating these chat box into websites and messenger. But I think we're still in the same place where people still want to interact with humans, right? When I get on the phone with AT&T, which is a a telephone company over here in the States, you know, I get really frustrated when I'm talking to a robot Mm. and I know I'm talking to a robot. So 
we're still in experiment. We're still in experimentation mode here. Uh, we still there's still a lot of learning to do and a lot of training that needs to happen around chatbots. I think the advantage again is that it automates some of these the same conversations that we tend to have with people, you know, what, when are you open? What are your business hours? I think something like a robot can answer that. However, when it comes down to customer care, there still needs to be that human touch. In my opinion, nothing can replace uh, human to human interactions, no matter how much we can train bots to be like humans. I don't think it's going to replace it. I think it needs to be a, a combination or a hybrid of both chatbots with still that human experience. I definitely agree with that as well. Okay, next learning. Uh, the next thing that was discussed was influencer marketing, which mm. has been around for many years now, even if it hasn't been with social media marketing. I mean, we're talking about, you know, the idea of celebrities endorsing certain products or services has been around for many, many years now. Um, but this uh, was discussed during the keynote, and there were several workshops about it at a conference because I think this is one way that people can cope with their fear of video, mm -hmm. their fear of live video, which again, if we know that live video is getting six times the engagement and we want that engagement, but then we have a, a CEO who says, you know, I'm not getting on camera. I'm not going to go admit to the world that the reason why we're having issues with our company is because of me. Like, I don't want to be that authentic. So what is the solution to a team? It doesn't have to be the CEO, but to a marketing team that is resistant to using live video or creating television-like episodes because they don't want to be behind the camera. And this is where you can bring influencers, meaning that you can pay influencers in your industry who can essentially be your spokesperson for mm -hmm. you. So you don't have to be the person on video. These are people who have experience with building communities on video, on YouTube. They love being in front of the camera. They're very comfortable around the camera. They're great with video production. Um, so, you know, incorporating that into your marketing strategy, if you don't want to be the person in front of the camera, that was something that was addressed at the conference as well. I think that's quite an interesting one. And again, it's not for everybody. Um, and certainly influencer marketing needs to fit into your overall strategy. But again, I think that we are placing such a great emphasis on video these days, and we do have to remember that a lot of people are just not comfortable behind a camera. There's something about video cameras, and there's even something about smartphones. You point them at somebody, and they just turn into quivering wrecks. So I can see why that would be an advantage if you have the budget and it fits your strategy. Get an influencer in, allow them to effectively be the spokesperson for your brand and in reality we've been doing it for years as you've said i've run marketing campaigns in the past where we've had a tv celebrity uh, we we um, had a guy called duncan bannertine from um, dragon's den a uk tv program fronted one of our mar marketing campaigns a few years back so it's it's really just an extension of, of stuff that we've been doing we've been doing for years isn't it exactly it's just taking it into the social media world and you know influencers don't have to be celebrities it's more about quality than quantity. Mm -hmm. You can, there are tons of influencers in your industry that you can tap into. And one of the best ways to look for an influencer is go to their social media platforms and see, is their audience engaging with them? Mm. Right. It's not just the fact that they may have a couple thousand or even a million followers. Are those followers engaged and loyal? Mm -hmm. If you have that, it doesn't matter if there's only a hundred of those engaged loyal followers, 
the important part is that they are loyal, that they're engaged, that they really know, like, and trust this person. And so you can leverage that as a marketer, as a business owner, especially if you aren't comfortable on the camera or you aren't comfortable on live video, you can leverage these people who love doing that and have a great audience to your advantage. I mean, it's a, it's a great strategy if you have the budget. And of course, there are influencers out there who, I mean, for example, I met a lady at a conference last year who specializes in, in hotels in luxurious locations like Dubai and the Caribbean and stuff like that, where Whereas there'll be other influencers out there who probably talk about healthy food and healthy uh, healthy meals and keep fit and, and exercise and that sort of thing. So most industries can find somebody who could be the face of the brand for a marketing campaign of that nature. Absolutely. I think it's a lot easier now because you don't have to rely on celebrities, which when you add celebrities into the mix, those are million dollar budgets, you know, and not everybody has those. So I think we have actually more opportunities now in terms of influencer marketing because of social media. Those were the the top takeaways. It was talking about the Facebook algorithm update. Mm -hmm. Then they talked about chat box. They talked about influencer marketing. The only other point we could make, but this, again, might go a little bit of a tangent, is just to reevaluate if you should be on Facebook or not, Mm -hmm. right? I mean, so many people are relying on Facebook, so now they're like, well, what's next? What other platforms should I be using? So, you know, there was some attention shined on LinkedIn because it was acquired by Microsoft in 2016. So there's a lot going on. But I think that's just a that's just a whole nother show in itself. Alex, it's been fantastic to talk to you once again about some really interesting insights coming out of social media marketing world. I still can't believe, I know it's not a full year, but it's almost a full year since we last chatted. And I'm hoping that it won't be a full year before we chat again. Absolutely. I always love talking to my friend across the pond and I I always appreciate our conversations. Alex, fantastic. Just before we go, as always, can you let people know how they can get in touch with you? Absolutely. You can find me all over social media, but the easiest way to find me is facebook.com forward slash S-I-G social s-o-c-i-a-l marketing so that's facebook.com forward slash sig social marketing i'm happy to connect with you fantastic and i'll include those links in the show notes for this podcast which you can find at rogeredwards.co.uk forward slash m-a-f that's rogeredwards.co.uk forward slash m-a-f great to speak to you alex and i'll catch up with you soon Thanks for listening to the Marketing and Finance Podcast. Do please look at the show notes at rogeredwards.co.uk forward slash MAF for links to the apps and topics and books we discussed. If you enjoyed the show, please leave a review on iTunes. Simply visit rogeredwards.co.uk forward slash iTunes and leave a review. I'll catch you on the next episode. In the meantime, keep marketing your business to keep growing your business.